time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend just a few moments advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. Even though I've raised a bunch of kids, I, I stumbled across something in my brain the other day that I realized I, I, didn't, I didn't know this when I was raising the kids, even though some of this stuff slipped through anyway. But I thought this is, this is something i got to share with you folks. Because we're talking about the 2020 vision, the, the, how we approach this year, how we approach this new decade. And we must understand that between the ages of 5 and 18, 5 and 18, the most important time of the day ends up being 3.30 p.m. 3.30 p.m. I would call it, pardon my poetry here, but I'd call it the bewitching hour of soul construction. Now, what do I mean by that? 3.30 p.m. is when the most important foundations and attitudes, transitions, transformations occur in our hearts, in the hearts of our kids. Because, you see, everyone brags about education, books, learning, and formal training. But we all know that most of that information will be absorbed only in small quantities and applied into our adult lives. And that's going to be based upon the demands of our jobs or our families or our our particular pursuits. Now, the majority of the stuff we learn in school will never be tapped unless we find ourselves appearing on Jeopardy or trying to win a bout of the home version of Trivial Pursuit. But who you are, who I am, and who our children become is based upon this 3.30 p.m. Because where are they? Where, where were you as a kid? What were you doing? See, you're, pretend you're a kid again. What were you doing at 3.30 p.m.? Because what you were doing, or what you were forced to do, or what others compelled you to pursue, ends up determining the kind of person you become much more than any schoolroom or Sunday school. Schooling gives you information, but it doesn't teach you class. And class is when you know how to keep your head together when everything else is falling apart around you. And 3.30 p.m. is why there's still a gap of equality between men and women. Because 3.30 p.m., many boys went off to football practice or basketball practice, participating in some kind of organized sport where teamwork, cooperation, exertion were expected, dare I say required. On the other hand, many young women went home in 3.30 to their houses and didn't have necessarily 
much to do until dinner time. There certainly wasn't pressure. There certainly wasn't the need to excel. No pressure. No competition. No realistic rehearsal of what life will be like when you finally reach maturity. So, you follow me here? Those who are taught to compete, to do teamwork, to strive, to achieve, to go right home from school and change maybe into an apron and go to the grocery store to work or pick up a quick shift at McDonald's or apprentice in some way, learning how to repair cars or take music and dance lessons. These people will end up maturing with a sense of class. Those who leave school and go home to computers, uh, no certain plan for themselves, no demands, no chores, and just have to do their homework are going to grow up believing that the schedule is set to them. Are you understand that the schedule is set to them and that challenges, criticism, demands, and even correction are actually attacks against their personal freedom. See, this is just a huge difference. It was so much easier before in our society that we thought children had enough to deal with going back to school. See, we thought it was just it was just easier to just we've just begun to believe it's easier to have our kids just handle school. School's enough to handle. But the average young person 75 years ago went to school that maybe they lived in rural Nebraska, they, but they came home after school, put down their books, went to the barn, fed the horses, the pigs, or what was it, the cows. Then they swept the floors and did a series of activities that would eventually be reviewed by their parents and, uh, I dare say, possibly critiqued. Only after they finished this series of tasks were they allowed to do their homework before they got to prepare dinner, set the table, wash the hands, eat their dinner, and do the dishes. Here's a startling fact. Most young folks don't know how to make a meal. They have become a generation that thinks ordering a pizza in and making, uh, opening up a bag of salad and some salad dressing is, is a dinner. It should be a requirement of everyone over the age of eight, male or female, to know how to open up the refrigerator Look what's there and make a meal. Most students today have no idea actually how to clean their room. We talk about the fact they don't have a motivation for it. I am, I'm telling you, I don't know whether they even know how to do it. Their 3.30 p.m. is screwed up, and it is, it is, an abs- it is absolutely more imbalanced toward girls who are not encouraged to join team sports or take a job or learn how to use their physical bodies in a positive way. 
it's much more prevalent and unfair to girls than it is to guys. So when they both grow up, guys and girls, they become reliant people if they haven't had this exposure. They become reliant on the world around them instead of reliable. For the young people getting married today, well, the guy, the girl, each, the, the couple, each one of them is expecting the other one to pull the rabbit out of the hat because they're only prepared to enjoy eating the rabbit but not prepared for skinning it, cleaning it, and cooking it. Now, I'm not trying to make some sort of lament here about lazy kids. That's, it's not fair to call kids lazy when we haven't set in motion a plan to make them reliable and make them involved in their own lives. What I'm talking about is us trying to purposely keep our kids young now so they'll stay around longer and longer because they don't know how to take it or how to make it how to take it and how to make it. They can't take criticism. And they don't know how to make something out of what seems to be nothing. And this is what transforms us from being educated to having class. That's why there are people living with their parents now well into their 30s. They're not irresponsible. They've just become irrelevant because if they're criticized, they break down. And if they're forced to come up with something without having all the factors provided, they're lost. So we end up living in a classless society. Because this 3.30 p.m., when they were coming out of school, they closed off their studies but they've not gone to anything that's pressured them to bring out their distinction, to bring out their gifts, to bring out their passion, to bring out their endurance. So this is why we live in a classless society. People will give you what they're willing to give you in the moment. If you dare criticize them, they will be broken and angry. If you ask them to do more with what they got, they'll look at you like you're crazy. The absence of being able to take basic criticism makes people unable to be used in everyday activities with other everyday people. It was never a problem on the farm because sometimes the cows created a problem or the, or the pigs objected to the food or the hay got wet and some quick thinking was needed to come up with an idea on how to use the available hay and make it work. I'm not trying to extol the beauty of the old-time ways. I'm not trying to tell you the farm was better. I'm trying to tell you the farm set in motion an opportunity for distinction, for people to take knowledge and filter it through themselves and come up with a backbone, a, a, a desire, and be able to take some criticism and be able to make things work. If you don't know how to take it, and by take it, I mean, I'm talking about criticism. That's that questioning. 
you'll have to place, you'll have no place in the adult world because you're going to be in danger all the time of being offended or disappointed. And if you don't know how to make it, that means moms and dads saying it's time for each kid to cook the dinner. Open, open up the refrigerator, see what's in there. Take what's in there and make something. If you don't know how to make something, you could spend your whole life demanding supplies that just don't show up. 3.30 p.m. is the magical hour in the life of a child where they get to find out if they can take it or if they can make it. Your life, my life, was forged by 3.30 p.m. What did you do after school? Were you convinced that sitting in school all day long was actually a job? I have to be honest, I started playing football when I was a kid, but I quit. Too much work. Because of that, it took me most of my 20s, most of my 20s to develop a work ethic so that I could start being a functioning part of a world that asks you to take it and ask you to make it. Did you realize, do we ever realize that we have to live a life as an adult, a full, exciting life, which requires that we know how to take it on the chin and make something out of nothing. How to take criticism, how to use what's available and make it into something more. To achieve this, there has to be a place where skills are challenged and your assets are lessened. Without this, the 3.30 p.m. person is always frustrated, afraid to be put down, and always complaining about not having enough. I'm afraid that we've weakened people, especially women, by refusing to put them in positions where they're, they're striving, they're working, they're needing to prove themselves. They're side by side with other people trying to create a team where they must learn to pull their own load, get better, and even perform through nerves. Why would we ever think about getting better unless we were forced to do so? Come on. Be realistic. If you weren't forced to do something, if you didn't feel compelled, if you didn't feel it was absolutely necessary, would you do it? Would you just do it to be good? There's a crisis in 2020 all over the world. We have not handled our 3.30 p.m. factor well. And our children are growing up believing they should be only encouraged, applauded for participation, and having no idea how to make do with what they've got. What did you learn at 3.30 p.m.? Did you go to a practice and sweat and struggle with teammates? Or did you go home and watch television and tool around with the games and do some phone calling? Where does that come up in life? Where does that become 
an occupation? Where does that become a sign of growth and integrity? Were you forced to cook a meal, prepare something, or repair something that got broken? Or did you think your job was to point out all the flaws and wait for someone else to fix them? 3.30 p.m. It's that time in the afternoon where we shape a young human into the kind of thinking, feeling, grown person they will be for the rest of their lives. Focus on it. Teach your children. Teach your children to take it. Take criticism and make it. Working with what they've got without complaining and making it something stunning. The good news is human beings are not hopeless. And the better news is we can become hopeful if we know how to take it and make it becoming helpful. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com. <laughs>